When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. God bless you guys. God bless the world, buddy. Let's go racing. This is the Loud Pedal Podcast. A very diverse cast of automobile racing characters. With your host, NBC Sports television analyst and part-time midget racer, it's D. Welch, and Mr. Dylan Welch. Yeah, you damn right I got that out there. Yeah. Oh, that stupid-ass flagman. They got a dumb-ass flagman that can't see. And an expert in only one category, food. Now, look how big those things are. A little meat on the bone there. And cook perfect. Well, sometimes racing, but mostly food. When you're talking a, a meal, like before I'm about to die, I will ask for 15 to 20 chicken It's heavy lunch, Tyler Burnett. Welcome to the Ryan Newman episode, episode 31 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Is, is 31 taken already? Who, who's even running 31? Reddick was running at one point, wasn't he? Uh, yeah, but I don't think there, I don't think there is a 31 anymore. Mike, did, did Mike Wallace uh, run the 31? Mike Skinner. Oh, Mike Skinner. I mixed up the mics. Yeah. Mike and Ikes. <laughs> yeah, so episode 31 of the Loud Pedal Podcast. Um, speaking of NASCAR, I pissed off a lot of their fans over the weekend with my hot dog take. You did. Of the most famous hot dog in the entire world that is way overhyped for its discoloration. The, there's a problem. It's pink. Um, it, you know... <laughs> I could get into all the taste of it. Look, I love Martinsville. The racing's great, but the hot dogs are atrocious. Yeah, you uh, you caused quite the uproar on social media, but uh, shockingly, yeah. you're not wrong. <laughs> Whoa, you're gonna, you're gonna lay claim to that? Uh, you work for them now, you know? Still, well, I don't work for Martinsville Speedway. I've had one. I've had one <laughs> hot dog there. And it was uh, several years ago, probably three or four years ago now. And, you know, was all excited to try it and was very, very underwhelmed. So uh, I think part of it is the the ambiance of the fact that you're eating a Martinsville hot dog and it's like $2, you know. But I agree. There's, uh, there's much better track concession food than a Martinsville hot dog. I had one at Attica. I had a better hot dog at Attica than I had a, than I ever had at Martinsville. Uh, now, yes, here's what I want to make world, clear: the, the world famous Attica hot dog. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why does Martinsville get so much hype for just because that's the only thing they have on the concession stand and they've been selling it for 90 years? I guess, yeah, because that's just what they sell in the in the garage. So all the you know crew guys used to eat them and mark their total ta- you know they they mark the tallies of how many they ate on the garage stall you know but i guess that's why that is a good story uh tony gibson i think he would eat like 40 of them write them on the wall 
that is that is that's there is some you know allure to the hot dogs and i think that's the problem the the racers over the years have just built up the hot dog it's like who had the taste buds to say that thing was any good like there's better ones everywhere else uh you know and and it's pink it's like neon pink it glows in the dark <laughs> i think it's all the preservatives they put in it <laughs> i think so uh, yeah, but, but I'm sorry. You would have thought I said something about how Junior was washed up, or you know, like you, you would have thought I, you would have thought I called out their most legendary driver ever when I said their hot dog was crap. Yeah, they were all they were all up in arms about it. <laughs> On the show today, hundred percent Hunter Schurenberg, one of the greatest nicknames in all of racing, um, and we're about to find the find out about the origin of the nickname, Dylan. I thought it was a Blake Anderson, but apparently it isn't. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll find that out. We'll let Hunter tell the story. But uh, yeah, Hunter's, you know, obviously off to a great start this year, um, coming off a strong weekend with the World of Outlaws, you know, probably uh, probably realistically should have had two top fives and, and got uh, got crashed at Kokomo, I think, coming to the checkered or, or you know, towards the end of the race, um, you know, running up front and, and then obviously had a, a fourth at Hobstot uh, on Sunday and uh, running strong with the with the all stars as well and and. Uh, you know, has a win already this year, not with the All-Stars, but um, I think was that at Attica tie uh, that he won, won one. So um, he's off to a good start. Or is it Lincoln? I don't know. Oh, yeah, maybe it was. I think it maybe was Lincoln. Yeah, I think you're right. Anyways, no he's, got a, he's got a win somewhere, and uh, and he's, you know, been running strong this year. He's been hovering around the top 10 in the world of non-wing or wing sprint car rankings on floor racing. I got to get that in there. Um, this is actually the first show that we've done. Uh, we were talking about uh, the races. Let's get right into our hat shakes. Uh, since we've been able to tell you about our new, you know, sponsor, Sundollar, um, I had to, you know, the the deal came in late. Uh, I think it was two episodes ago now, and I just had to work something in there real quick. But um, Dylan, they've worked with you over the years on your midget. Um, they're sponsoring the hat shake, a piece that we are excited to feature right um to, to bring our first partner on board at loud pedal and at flow racing with sun dollar um but hat shake has been here since day one of rip the fart yeah and uh you know love jason and cam at sun dollar um you know indianapolis based company general contracting um you know home repair exterior home repair i mean they do it all so um you know love to love what they are doing you know they they are uh, just genuine uh, you know, supporters of of racers like myself who, um, you know, they just, uh, you know, they want to help. They that's all they do is they, they just want to help you get to get to the next race. And uh, they've been great supporters of mine for the last couple of years. And obviously, um, you know, race fans probably fam are familiar with them on on Zeb's cars. They've been on his stuff for for a few years now. So um, love them and, and love what they're doing for the sport. And, and honored to have them on our show as a as a sponsor and a partner. There's a good chance they're going to win a lot of races this year with Zeb Wise. Uh, they're on the side of the top wing. They're fantastic people. Funny. Uh, Jason calls me some hilarious names. I've never even met him. I've never even met him, and he texts me like calling. I don't have to. I, I don't know if I can uh, say say the names. They're a little non PG thirteen, but um, yeah, <laughs> I can't wait to meet him. I've met Kim. I met her at Circle City. Uh, great people. Here is the Sun Dollar Restoration Hat Shakes of the Week. Uh, looking at, I'm going to break it down by non-wing and wing, and we can talk about some midgets as well. Uh, Kokomo Matt Westfall non-wing winner. 
uh, Keller West Coast Sprints Ryan Bernal um, takes his baby to victory lane for the first time. Congratulations to Bernal. I thought about giving him a hat shake this week. We uh, we need to queue up the old uh, Victor, uh, victory lane interview highlights of uh, who was that? That did you see? I think it was maybe was Caleb Montgomery or somebody that was uh, not happy in victory lane about or uh, you know they interviewed him. I think he got crashed or something. He wasn't very happy with somebody. I haven't had a chance to go back and watch it. I just heard about it, so maybe we need to figure figure out what that is and put it in. All right, we'll we'll put it right here. Caleb Montgomery for whatever he said. After Don't hold crash. me to that. Yeah, it could be. <laughs> it could, this could be somebody completely different. There are some people that just don't belong in a fucking race car. Ah, <laughs> uh, sorry, but that lap car was one of them. But you know, I mean, it's just me and my family out here that gets this shit done, and it's just us. And I put on a lot of goddamn effort into it. I built this non-wing car this week, thanks to Max Adams. He's been pushing me all the way. But man, I guess some people just really like to be stupid. <laughs> Port Royal East Coast Sprints, Alex Bright. Banging the fence, ripping it. Uh, did you see that picture from from Port Royal from that race? I did see that. That was that was badass. <laughs> right along. I, I, did I ever tell this story? Uh, speaking of not only racing at Port Royal, did I ever tell you this story about the dude who got his fingers chopped off? I don't think so. His fingertips. So he we we were at uh, at Port Royal. I don't know the dude's name, um, but. At the time, I don't know if I can, I'm allowed to say this, but at the time, like we thought his finger, uh, like his steering wheel came off and chopped them, but he was racing the next day and he had like a three, braver than, braver than me. <laughs> you wouldn't have been out there. <laughs> no, I, uh, I, I mean, these, I'm, I couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Abilene Speedway, ASCS Elite Non-Wing Sprints, Stephen Shabester uh, wins. That's non-wing. Uh, winged winners, Lincoln Speedway got their first repeat winner of the season. It's Tim Schaefer again uh, with Hefner Racing. We need to get Schaefer on eventually. Uh, the Steel City Outlaw. Steel, yeah, Steel City Outlaw. That's right. He's he's awesome. I love uh, – that's one. That's my probably my second favorite nickname along with 100%. Um, Outlaws, James McFadden won at Kokomo Speedway. Carson Macedo won at Hobstadt. Your opinion on the move? Uh, McFadden was not happy with Carson Macedo. I mean, it's to win an outlaw race, right? I mean, you got to do what you got to do, I guess. I mean, it's if we were if we're going to talk about bad moves, we ought to talk about what happened at Port City. I think I think uh, I think Carson's fine. Anthony Macri won at Port Royal. Ocean Speedway 360's Bud Kading wins. Kerry Madsen won at Bridgeport. And then Justin Sanders won at Placerville. For forgetting somebody, we don't care. Uh, congratulations, Sun Dollar Hat Shakes of the Week. Go to who, Dylan? Who is your hat shake? I'm going to give my hat shake to Tyler Thomas for his qualifying effort on uh, Sunday at Port City. Oh, we've got the mid Can I? Yeah, Port City. So Buddy Kofoid won and Tanner Thorson won. Uh, what was originally supposed to be a Friday night race got rained out, rescheduled for Sunday. Um, but Tyler Thomas in qualifying, old Cody Cordell had that thing stuck on the right rear, tight and right, son. It was uh, it was a little bit uh, a little bit sketch, 
but uh, entertaining to watch. I, I thought we were gonna, I thought we were gonna, we were gonna yard sale one a couple points, but uh, TT did a pretty good job there to keep that thing uh, going in the right direction and at least on. Uh, I don't even want to say all four wheels because he wasn't a lot of the time, but uh, able to get the thing qualified regardless. So I'll give mine to him. That's a big one. Mine's going to go to the entire Flow Racing All-Star Circuit of Champions, especially their elite. Uh, they have been running with the World of Outlaws, and they had a big weekend. Now, they went through Indiana, tracks that, you know, the All-Star Elite, as in Hunter Schoenberg and Tyler Courtney and Ian Madsen, and these guys have a lot of laps on, but they were super fast. Justin Peck is right now a top four driver in the country. And, and um, he, you know, he's in the winged rankings. He's in the top four. Most likely moving up this week, we're a little biased here, you know, because it is the Flow Racing All-Stars. Um, but Justin Peck is fast. So is Tyler Courtney. First podium ever for Tyler Courtney with the World of Outlaws. Congratulations to Caution Marshall Racing. I'm currently editing a crew diaries from Attica. It is going to go up either tonight or tomorrow. Tonight might be a little ambitious. I'm hoping going into Virginia. Um, and then, you know, of course, Zeb Wise having good runs. The All-Stars right now, Dylan, they can compete with the Outlaws. Yeah, I mean, it's it's like, you know, we've talked about, you know, from the start of the season. You know, it's I think it's uh, it's a really deep field, you know, of, of guys that are, um, you know, not just All-Star region competitive. I mean, guys that are going to go out on the national scale with the Outlaws um, or, you know, to Pennsylvania or whatever and, and be competitive no matter who they're, they're racing against or what series they're racing with. So I think that's what's the most exciting about it is that, you know, the guys that are chasing the Outlaw Championship are guys that are going and running top five with the Outlaws, you know, and, and consistently. So um, I think it's it's going to be a lot of fun, you know, to watch, watch those guys, you know, that you mentioned, Justin, Sunshine, um, you know, even Hunter, who we have on today, you know, is, is good right now just about everywhere he goes. So um, I think if you're a, you know, if you're an all-star fan, that's, it's got to make you excited because, you know, these guys are on top of their game right now and, and you get to see them, you know, go for a championship against each other. How you like me now? to the Loud Pedal Podcast, episode 31. Sykeston, Missouri's 100%. Hunter Schurenberg is in the house here on the Loud Pedal Podcast. And Hunter, I was just asking Dylan about your nickname. Uh, was it a Blake Anderson? Who's uh, who, who? Where was the origin of uh, the 100% nickname, one of my favorites in racing? I, 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 think, um, I think if you were going to give anybody credit for that, I think it would probably be an argument between Tim Clawson and Sean Buckley. Um, I, I, I don't know which one. Um, I thought it was Tim Clawson, but I, I honestly can't remember. I, Buckley might have used it at one time or another, but I, I'm pretty sure that um, it probably came from uh, around that time I drove a midget a little bit when Brian uh, first started his midget team way back. This would have been I don't know, maybe 07 or 08, somewhere in there. Um, 
I'm pretty sure Tim Clawson gave me that nickname. That sounds like a Tim. That sounds like it could be a Tim Clawson nickname for sure. Yeah. Um, all right. So I got to ask before we talk racing, just because I see a square body pickup in the back, is that one of yours that you're working on, or where is your uh, where's your workshop for all the trucks you're you refurbish and, and sell and all this stuff? They're a little bit spread out right now. Yeah, I have I have two in here right now. This is a that's a '76 LS truck, and then this is a, a '49 pickup that's going to St. Louis uh, tomorrow. Um, and then I have uh, I have a '76 Dually outside that I drive every day that has a a 12 valve Cummins in it, which is pretty fun. Um, but yeah, we we've we sold a little bit here lately, so I'm I'm down to three right now. But um, yeah, the the shop's a lot more empty than it usually is. But we're uh, working on trying to fix that. So that's what you guys do. You guys you buy old cars and refurbish them, and sell them. Um, I yeah. Sometimes we work on them. Sometimes we don't. Um, I juggle my time between the classic cars and trucks and the race car. Danny Cook does a lot of the work on the race car um all the car maintenance all the tires uh, that stuff he does i pretty much just take care of motors and uh you know things that we might need to do as far as like book work or whatever i kind of help with that but um yeah just juggle my time between trying to find cool old cars and trucks and and work on race cars during the week yeah, it's definitely, uh, I've always loved those kind of trucks and it's definitely made me want to get one just seeing all the ones that you have come through your doors because they look, uh, they all look like they're fun to drive. So how did, how did you kind of get started with that? I think we talked, you and I talked about it maybe at Eldora last fall, but um, like just kind of explain like how this deal came about or, you know, how you kind of started to get into this a little bit. Um, yeah, it, it actually started because of racing. Uh, I think it would have been around... 2013 or 14, I just finished driving for uh, Hank and Dirk Byram, and Jess and I were going to start running our own race cars, and we had a lot of the pieces of the puzzle put together, most of the equipment that we needed to do it, um, but we still needed a spare car, and I'd kind of gotten to the end of my rope on sponsorship, where that was all depleted, so I, uh, I sold a truck a newer truck that I had paid for uh, to buy the spare race car and I just needed something to drive and I'd always liked old trucks uh, my father-in-law was actually like why don't you just get an old C10 to drive to and from the shop since it's only a couple miles away so I bought one for like three thousand bucks and drove it for the summer sold it made a little money and um, two turned into three and Three turned into six, and I eventually a year later I got a dealer license and just uh, just started playing with trucks primarily, and then that turned into I kind of fell in love with tri five Chevys like fifty five six and seven Bel Airs and two tens, and um, I really like big old big sedans. I'm not really a muscle car guy. Um, I, I I don't know why I just I like the old sedans and the old pickups so. Just started messing with it from really need money to go race. Uh, kind of made me fall into this by accident, pretty much. Dylan, you're uh, you're a big baller. Why don't you buy yourself one of those things? I saw your eyes light up there when he was talking about them. 
I know Hannah's been on me about uh, about getting one. She wants one too, so I might uh, if I if I need to find a, a little bit of spending money. But I would uh, I would love to have one because I love those things too. They're and they're all good looking trucks. Even I mean even the ones that come through there that um, you know have a little wear and tear on. I mean they're just such good looking trucks that makes me want to buy them for sure. They're a lot of fun. I, I uh, pretty much everything that I buy to resell, I I I get to sample it for a little while, which is fun. Um, yeah, I don't think there's anything that comes in or out of here that I, I buy to resell that I don't drive myself, at least for a little bit. Uh, sometimes I only get to run them down the road one time, and then other times I have them for, you know, three to five months. But uh, at one time or another, I get to I get to play with whatever comes through here to, to sell, which is cool. Yeah, that's fun. It does sound like a lot of fun. You're also having a lot of fun on the racetrack right now. Um Big run at, with the All-Stars, a podium finish, and then a good run with the Outlaws at uh, Hobstadt. Uh, walk us through uh, what's going through your mind right now. I mean, Florida Florida is what it is, right? The real season starts mm -hmm. when you get here in the spring, and you guys are really, really fast right now. Yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think uh, Florida, we were okay down there. Uh, Scraven, we had a decent run one night, and then um, – got collected on the second night, just kind of got taken out of the race. Volusia, I'd never been there before, and um, part of that was just kind of my negligence, not knowing what to do with the car there. And then I made a few mistakes as a driver one night and felt like it was just a learning experience. But then when we got home, um, actually kind of surprised myself a little bit in Pennsylvania, not having ever been out there before. We, we went there for some local shows without a lot of expectations and um had a couple good runs the car felt good and it just seemed like it snowballed into you know the next few weeks as well um but i, I think uh we've made some engine changes over the winter uh not with builder but just with package we're still with charlie and james fisher um and uh we uh we feel like we got the motors running better and um really that just kind of helped the overall balance of the race car we didn't do a lot different with the race car we just uh we built them as light as we possibly could where we could add weight where we wanted to and just overall a little bit nicer piece and um that was it it just seems like uh danny uh cook has a a good routine down and and we work well together which which takes a little bit of stress off me so i think just a lot of little things came together to help my confidence this year. I want to go back to, to something you said at Attica a few weeks ago. Um, you know, just that, you know, the last, you know, there's been a stretch where you admittedly have, have kind of struggled and, and not felt like you've been, uh, you know, up to par with your own expectations. So just to kind of expand on what you just said, what's clicking with you, you know, as the driver behind the wheel right now that, you know, you feel like is, is kind of allowed you guys to have such a good start so far to the year. You know, I, I really, I don't, I don't even know if I could answer that. Honestly, I, I don't, I don't know what it is. I, I've always thought, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm honest with myself, you know, and I've always felt like, um, maybe I'm not the most naturally talented guy in the pit area. Uh, but I, I would like to think maybe I'm the most persistent. Um, and uh, so maybe my speed's just taking a little bit more time. It's taken me a little bit more time to fall into my groove, if you will. Um, 
I don't know. It just seems like uh, I spend a lot of time, uh, obviously, having to, to wrench on the car, too, and, uh, you know, make setup calls. And I think maybe that affects my driving a little bit where I, I have to I have to think a little bit longer about what I want out of the race car to get what I want to feel as a driver. And maybe those two things are just finally starting to mesh. We had a little bit of success in my own car uh, two, three years ago in the 20 car. And I felt like the same thing kind of happened there. We just started to get a package where I was comfortable and I felt like I knew what I wanted. Um, you know, and then we started driving for someone else and maybe it was a little bit like starting over again, which turned into not having a ride the season after that and kind of bouncing around. But I think it's, I think it's more or less this year, just um, I got to build the cars exactly what, exactly the way that I wanted to again. Um, and uh, got to make some changes to the motor that I felt like I needed as a driver. I, I, I needed them to feel a little bit different and we did that. And, um, you know, maybe just a, a combination of all that's up my confidence some. And, um, you know, I think when your confidence is up, your decision making is a little bit sharper on the racetrack. You're a little bit more sure of yourself. Um, and that's just how I feel in the car. I just, I feel a, a little bit more uh, sure of myself uh, with the car itself and the decisions I'm making on the track. Yeah, when it's, when it's clicking, it feels right. Uh, and it, it really is right now for you guys. And, and a lot of the all-star elite are the same way. And I was pretty, I was pretty proud of you guys uh, at Hobstad, especially, um, you know, but Justin Peck has been running really well. You know, Tyler Courtney, you, uh, really the the top three in you know Zeb wise you guys have been really really fast and you showed uh, the outlaws that you guys can contend with them you guys got the equipment to contend yeah I, I mean I, I think the all-stars this year has a really good group of guys um, you know that the depth is there uh, I, I think there's not one guy that sticks out on the on this tour this year that I think is going to be head and shoulders above the next guy which ought to make it really interesting. I know that's how I feel as a driver and a competitor. I'm not looking at one person going, you know, wow, that that's going to be the guy to beat. Um, it's really the whole group. I mean, Peck has, Peck has really shown some speed here in the last couple of weeks, obviously. Um, Ian Madsen's always been solid. I think Tyler's going to be solid. Uh, Zeb, you know, you could go on and on. I, I really don't think that there's going to be one guy that, that uh, sticks out more than the rest right now. Get my mic turned on here. What is it about Hobstock? I mean, that, that, I mean, we know that's a weird place. I mean, I, we've seen, you know, it, it'd be that way on the non-wing side, but the wing side too, I mean, it always seems like there's guys that, um, you know, that, that aren't bad or inexperienced by any means, but, you know, unique. it's unique guys up front usually at that place. You know, a lot of times when the outlaws come to town, what is it about that place that, that kind of provides that opportunity? I don't know. I, I've raced there since probably 2006 um, from the time dad and I started coming up to Indiana to race non-wing cars. It's a place that we went anytime that they had a race. And, you know, a lot of the things that I see some of the outlaw guys struggle with when they come there are the exact same things that I struggled with the first, you know, really two, three years that I raced there. I was not good there at all uh, the first probably two years that we raced there. And um, I think it was in 2007, I won a race there in the 
Trucker's 24-hour road service car, Big Race. And um, I, I think I finally just figured out that that is not going to be a place where you're going to be smooth. And um, once I figured that out and kind of got over trying to finesse the race car around that place, we just started to make speed. It's, it's, uh, it's not a place where you run in the corner straight, and it's not a place really where most of the things that you learn about driving a sprint car, it's not a place where that applies. I, I was joking with somebody at the car wash after, after that, that race on Sunday, we were there and there were a couple other teams at the car wash and uh, I don't remember which, which guy I was talking to. I'm like, man, it's like everything that you learn about a sprint car on most places, you just go there and throw it out the window. Uh, it, for, for lack of a better term, I, I, think, uh, I think you turn the car much earlier, uh, at least for me, I do. Um, a lot of the last part of that race there, I, I, you know, I got myself free. I got, I got loose trying to pass Tyler for the lead and it was my fault. Um, but that's because I, I purposely try to turn the car there before I'm actually to the corner. Um, the, when we started winning racing races there, uh, really, I, I would watch guys like Darren Clayton and Darren just had his car turned before anybody else and was going the other direction before anybody else. And, um, once I started to figure that out, it was like the place kind of clicked with me. And, um, I think that's why it's so different is it's one of the only places we go where as, even in, in the non-wing cars, we used to say, you got to try to spin the car out before you get to the corner and, and, and go the other way. And, uh, you know, the wing car is a little bit that way as well. Yep. I think someone, I went to the shops uh, in Indy the other day and someone said there are only like three people that like Hobstad. I think it's like Parker Price Miller who got his first USAC win there. And then like Carson Short, uh, you know, because he got his first outlaw win there. There's, there's a few, but you're, I guess you're on that list. Dylan don't like the place. Uh, I'm, I'm definitely on that list, yes. I, I have a big smile on my face every time we go there. I, I, I love the way it races. Um, I like any short track, though. I, I, I love short track racing. It's it's how I cut my teeth in, in a sprint car. So, uh, but I don't know. There's just something unique about the way that place races. And uh, if you go there, it, it I think it, a lot of it's mental. If you go there feeling like you're going to have fun at that place, you're going to have fun at that place. But uh, if you go there dreading it before it starts, you're you're probably going to dread it all night. I know you guys obviously had a good run there, a fourth place finish with the Outlaws on, on Sunday, but. Um, a good weekend for you all around. You, I know you, you were, I think, in the top five at Kokomo and got wore out there coming to the checkered, it sounds like. But, um, you know, how confident are you guys right now, you know, as a driver and, and even as a team all together, just how, how good are you guys feeling right now as you, you know, kind of get set to move into the summer here? Uh, yeah, I mean, right now it, everybody feels really good. Um, I, I do as a driver. Uh, I feel like uh, my car owner, Tony Vermeer, is uh, – really confident right now. I, I think, I think for him, uh, it was a big, it was a big chance taking, uh, or it was a, it was a big step for him taking a chance on a guy that, uh, basically when he hired me, I had not one solid ride the season before. And, and I don't even know if I won a race that year. Uh, so for him, you know, to, I, I think, uh, I think it's big to, feel like, uh, you know, I took a chance on this kid and it's, it's starting to pay off and I'm extremely grateful for that. Um, so yeah, right now I, I know 
Danny and I just seem like we're clicking good together and and um, we're having fun, you know, is the main thing. I think everything everything comes a little bit easier when you can come to the shop and, and have fun and uh, the morale is up and, you know, music's a little bit louder and stuff like that. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's when, uh, it's when the, those kinds of times make the hard times that you have like last season worth it uh, a little bit more. And, and I think we're, we're enjoying feeling like all the hard work last year was worth it for this year. Now that's not to say, you know, everybody, all of us know how racing is you, I try not to get too high on the highs or too low on the lows. Uh, you just stay somewhere in the middle, keep working hard. Um, like we talked earlier, everybody on the all-star deal is really tough. Obviously, when we go and run with the outlaws, they're tough. Uh, it's easy to have a couple bad weekends in a row and feel like uh, you're derailed. Um, but, you know, as long as you keep that perspective and, and you know, just don't, don't let it get to you too much, I think we'll be fine. Um, like I say, it just, it's, it's a, it's a huge mental thing right now. Obviously the good runs is, is helping us mentally, but I also know that, you know, Hey, if we have a couple tough weekends, we know now this car has speed. So makes the bad weekends a little bit easier to overcome, get over and, you know, kind of pick yourself back up. Yep. And y'all head east. Uh, you mentioned your good runs in Pennsylvania. Um, Virginia, a track. Have you ever been to that racetrack? Uh, you go to Virginia, then the Grove, uh, to Port, uh, you know, for the Kaufman Classic. Um, some tracks that you have been pretty good at to start the year. Uh, but you have, have you ever been to Virginia? I haven't. No, it'll be my first time there. I've, I've watched a few videos this week. It looks like a fun place. Um, but uh, I'm looking forward to that. You know, I've, I've not spent a lot of time out we, out east. And, um, you know, I, I know that that's going to be probably the biggest challenge of this season for me is racing out there. But um, I, I'm looking forward to that just because I know it's probably it's going to diversify me a little bit as a driver. Um, you know, I, I, I know that's going to be tough racing against those guys, but it's what I need. You know, I am more of a short track guy, and there's a lot of big tracks out there. So I'm looking forward to maybe those trips out there making me uh, a little bit more rounded. What is it about, like, what's the, the adjustment? I mean, obviously, I know there's, like, you know, a speed adjustment when you go to a place like, you know, you know driving the car, the, the, you know, phonetics of actually driving the car. Like, how do you, how do you explain the challenge of learning you know, and being more comfortable on bigger places? Um, it, yeah, the speed is one thing, but I mean, I think we go, we go to some short tracks that actually feel faster just because you are carrying so much speed on a smaller track. Um, the speed's not the big adjustment, really. It's just, uh, it's just the way that you set up passes, um, you know, instead of racing, I guess, like more in the present, you're maybe you're maybe working on a pass that you might do two laps later um, or just knowing if you're behind somebody in traffic where on a, a short track you might move around from line to line a lot more and the big tracks I have to work on. If, if something's working and I'm gaining on a guy, just stay there. Keep trying to build momentum. Uh, I think that's the big challenge. You, there, There's a lot more uh, time and forgiveness and being able to move around on a little racetrack than a big one. 
know, if you make one bad corner on a big racetrack uh, from just moving around or trying different things too much, uh, the, the cost is much, much bigger on a big racetrack. So uh, just making a mistake-free race with uh, good momentum is, is difficult. Uh, it's, it's just hard to adjust to not moving around as much and keeping, keeping your air clean, as clean as you can. And, uh, you know, from there, I think, I think we'll figure that out, but that's, that's the, the big challenge is just, uh, just learning the strategics of racing on the big racetrack. Well, we can't wait to watch it on flow racing before we let you go last week. Um, Dylan and Blake had Justin Peck on, they made fun of him and myself for being Miller light guys. Um, what is the beer of choice for hundred percent? Uh, Andy Reinbold is responsible for my favorite beer. Uh, I never really cared for beer at all. Uh, I was always kind of a mixed drink guy until I started hanging out with Andy Reinbold. Um, he always bought Landshark. And so now I actively seek out Landshark. If I'm going somewhere and I want a beer, I would recommend it to anybody that hasn't tried it. Try Landshark and you'll, you'll probably be on board with me. It's a good beer. It's With very lime. good. With a lime. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Little salt, little salt, just drenched on the on the uh, around the rim there. Yeah, it's, it's a, that is a good beer. I, I like it. Uh, Miller Lite, good as well. Um, Hunter, thanks so much for coming yeah. on the show. Congratulations <laughs> on the recent success. <laughs> Milwaukee sewer water. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Congrats on the runs, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? All right. I appreciate it. Thank you. Corey Eliason, Ian Madsen, Brent Marks, Lucas Wolf, uh, the IRA champion Bill Baylog, all competing with the All-Stars this year, 11 diversely strong All-Stars. Uh, they're really fun. They're, they're awesome to watch, and they're going to be racing at Virginia this weekend along with the Grove, Port Royal. They work their way through Pennsylvania and then back uh, to the Midwest. Uh, that's what's happening this weekend. Uh, Matt Weaver has his column out. Check it out. We're calling it Tear-Offs now. That was kind of the name we have with Rip the Fence on our social content that we tore off from the episode, but I give it to him for his blog, or uh, not his blog, his column. Uh, so Tear-Offs, go check it out. You know, he talks about Sheldon Hodge Shield as bad luck this week. Uh, they, they're really fast right now. Sheldon Hodge Shield, I think, had a 15-second lead at Hobstock. That's almost impossible. Yeah, it is. He was he was good. <laughs> So the NOS, uh, you know, energy 17 right now is ripping from Sheldon Hanshield. Check out the wing rankings, non-wing rankings. They're coming out shortly. I'm still tallying the votes and getting them in. Um, this week's edition of both of those should be out soon. Dylan, go golfing. I will. Hit them straight, son. It, that's going to hey, be a challenge. Uh, what, what's your number? What's your handicap here? Oh, I'm, I don't even have one. I'm so bad. I'm. My goal is just to not lose a ball every hole. I, in fact, I need to check and make sure I have enough golf balls. I might need to make, go make a stop. <laughs> you take 18 balls in a golf course? <laughs> I, I mean, I seriously need them sometimes. I seriously need that many. It's rough. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Uh, congr <laughs> congratulations to the Sun Dollar Hat Shake uh, of the week's for the All-Stars and, uh, of course, Tyler Thomas. Until next week, we'll see you on episode 32 
of the Loud Pedal Podcast. See you then.